Jake, it's the quarterbacks episode. We're going to do all the other ones. And uh, I'm very excited about it. I know you're very excited about it. And let's not uh, delay. Let's let's get right into it. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, we've already gone through Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. 49ers have no chance of getting Trevor Lawrence, so we are not going to acknowledge him. But the board is yours. Who do you want? Um, I mean, I guess we should start with the next guys up. There's basically two of them, right? You've got uh, Kyle Trask, uh, Big Toe, Big Toe Boy, um, and like Mac toe. Jones, uh, mm-hmm. Big Doe Boy. Um, yes, sir. Do you want to, You want to take Trask? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. What do you see? Because I, I saw a guy who um, I don't think could be more than a backup in the NFL. I feel the same way. Um, people are really excited about his arm strength. He can de- even he can definitely oh, no. he can sling it. He can sling it. Yeah, he can feather the ball in there. Um, you know, his his deep arm strength is enticing. Mm. But man's got stone feet. Yes. Um, and I just I hate I hate I the way he I handles really pressure. Like I hate it, and yeah, I don't think that he move. makes good decisions. Like when they run the ball with him, it's so funny to watch because it's like. It's like watching, you know, an 18 wheeler try and pick up speed and it never does. Right. And sometimes it just works because it's college, but that man cannot move. Can I talk about Mac Jones for a second? Yeah. I love him. I'm kind of, I, I, we have not talked about this. I was saving this. I'm super in. (laughs) Like I watched a lot. We all watch a lot of Alabama. They are a separate from college football. They are that much better than their competition. And the amount of times that, sorry, let me, let me put these caveats on it. It is obvious that Jones has uh, an incredible offensive line, an incredible offensive coordinator in Steve Sarkeesian, who's basically running a Kyle Stan- Shanahan style offense in college. A lot of the pass route concepts that they do, very Kyle Shanahan-esque. And the receiving core is laughably good. Like it's not even on the same level as any other team in college football. It's an all-star team. All of that said, I mean, he right, can't you just, have to, you just have to evaluate the quarterback himself. And he he's looks fucking awesome. Good. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. He, the dude, I just don't, there were a few times clearly but he just always puts the ball in the exact right spot. And I'm just looking at him and I go, he can't run. He's a doughboy. But he, he stands in the pocket. He delivers. He can a, he can move a little bit. Enough little. where enough not like he's not agile, but like enough where he can get out of stuff that he'll step away. He'll be able to, you right. know, give himself a second look down the field. His eyes are impeccable. His eyes are really, impeccable. really stunning. I, I think he surveys the field better than anybody in this draft, and and actually has an idea of like what's coming in, in terms of preparation, probably totally. better than anyone in this draft. It's um, if the 49ers grabbed him in the second round, I'd say it's on. I'd say it's on. If they wanted to go, if they wanted to go with Mac Jones versus Jimmy Garoppolo. I would say that it would be on. I think Garoppolo wins. Garoppolo deserves a benefit of that doubt, but it would be on. Um, he is the one guy that I feel I feel the most comfortable with him 
starting for the 49ers in week one of the 2021 season. I feel more comfortable with him starting week one than Zach Wilson, than you know, Fields, certainly Lance. Um, again, uh, uh, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor ain't a, isn't an option, so that we don't even have to consider it. His ceiling isn't very high, but his floor is exceptionally high. And his ceiling's pretty damn high. I mean, I think he is... He's got a lot more arm strength than he's given credit for. He's um, very and, Kirk Cousinsy. He's very Kirk Cousinsy, and I know Kyle's going to watch that tape. Isn't that go. isn't that what I texted you? I said, or isn't that isn't did he you just say Kirk that? Cousins? I believe I texted you. I said, isn't isn't he just Kirk Cousins? Because yeah. he is. He is the way he moves. Everything about the, the standing in the pocket, just the way he doesn't get jittery, but he slides. He's, he slides real quick, and it's a little bit. And it's a little bit like. You know, a guy that's not quite good at dancing, but trying really hard. Oh, yeah. Um, he went to like a class or two. Yeah, I'm with you. Right. He did the, he did the whole, uh, uh, um, what was that liner ballroom dancing right. class? That but senior it works. Semester. The ball comes out on time. It gets where it's, it's supposed to. And he's not afraid to take deep shots. And the most part, he hits them. And like, it's not for the most part, Jake. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen a tape of a guy going up against, let's let's be real here, SEC defenses. And that does not carry the same weight it once did, but it's certainly the gold standard in college football. Um, he doesn't just hit the deep balls. He throws an extremely pretty ball. I don't know if he has like Mahomes level, like I can put it 80 yards down the field, but anything like 60 yards and in, he can put it there. And he hits his receivers in stride. I mean, there were plays where Waddle never, it, he didn't even look at it. It just sort of fell into his lap. It just automatically, it looked like a glitch in a video game. It just right. appeared in his hand. I, 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 there isn't a prettier deep ball. And by the way, Kirk Cousins throws an exceptional deep ball. He does. Exceptional deep ball. It's not as good as this one. Now, translated to the NFL, who knows? This guy is. If the if if so much of what the 49ers have to worry about this offseason is what I've boiled down to is the Kirk Cousins line. Is your quarterback better than Kirk Cousins? And I don't think Jimmy is. Now I, I'm not high on Kirk Cousins, but I don't think Jimmy is. I think Matt Stafford I think is. it depends on what week. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a that's a valid point. But Kirk Cousins was like, pretty damn good. In twenty nineteen, Jimmy was definitely better than Kirk Cousins. Agreed. But, agreed. But last year when But Jimmy's also not play. available like seventy percent of the time, so like that doesn't really matter. And Kyle feels so much more comfortable with a guy like Kirk Cousins than he has with Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy, right. it, we still hear it on a week in, week out basis. He treats him like he's a rookie. And it's like, ugh. Right. I don't and know. The, I don't know about Mac about, Jones personally on that level, but it, I mean, it, he just there, there's some about him where he he has a little bit of a swagger to him, where it's like Nick Mullins, like what, what Kyle loves Jimmy. is yeah. how we thought about the game. Um, and, and Mac Jones has a little bit of that swagger, where not not like. Uh, Mullins, but like that Mullins is missing. Um, he's got the sort of like really intelligent <laughs> feels preparation. Bl- feels guy. blasphemous to right. compare Mullins and, and Mac Jones. I mean, Jones is a much better player. <laughs> Clearly, but, but what I'm, what right, I'm just saying right. is what Kyle looks for is sort of that, you know, intelligent guy who just kind of does what he's told and, and can get the ball down the field and, and sometimes surprise him. And I think Jones is a really good candidate for that. I agree. I mean, there were multiple times in watching the film where he didn't take the the obvious play, right? Like Alabama gets so many dudes open that he could have just hit it underneath and gotten 15 yards every time. He could have taken the, you know, the easy curl route and taken it. But he would look off safeties like nobody's busy. He was really good at that. And his again, eye movement is, is wild. His eyes are impeccable. Uh the guy the amount of time he hit dudes he, he 
the thing that I wrote down a couple of times, eyes, hitting dudes in stride. Uh, if you protect him, he's perfect. He's a perfect quarterback when you protect him. Easier said than done. NFL level, it only gets harder. But if you protect him, he will make every throw. Uh, and there were stretches this season where he was perfect in like the third quarter. He was just like 14 for 14. Um, he knows how to handle, obviously, a run first offense. And I think he's a stone cold killer. There's a lot of Joe Burrow in this guy. Now, not with the mobility. Uh, Joe can extend plays. Joe's a great runner. There's a lot of that. But Joe went number one overall, and no one was going to draft Joe Burrow um, the year before that. And what we saw on Cincinnati was Joe Burrow elevate his team. I I don't think that Mac Jones is a – I don't think that he's a guy who immediately comes in and raises the ceiling of a shitty team. But I think that he is more than capable of coming in week one at the NFL level, being competent. And I think that there's going to that swagger that you mentioned. One, I I think that he, you know he would throw up some guns every now and again and, and let you know like, hey, that's a first down. Like he plays with a little bit of a maybe a little bit of brashness. I can see how most people wouldn't like him, but I can see how his teammates would buy into him. And I, I think I think that if you put the talent around him, like he had at Alabama, and obviously the the <laughs> the level of talent isn't going to be you know, as disparate as Alabama versus anyone they're playing as it will be in the NFL. But you put great players around them, which you're going to get in the NFL so long as you're not a garbage team. And the 49ers are certainly not that. And I think he maximizes them. I really do. I, I don't think that he'd be a liability at all week one. I'm all the way in. I, I would even I would even consider him a first round prospect. I think some people do. Um, and, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you talk about all the weapons he has at Alabama, but it's like, you're coming to the 49ers, you get Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George, George Kittle. Kittle. Like that's yeah. what you can work you with want. that. What more do you want? And like yeah, you can I, do the little stuff too. Like I just watched him, you know, in this Florida game, little like uh shovel pass, like literally mm-hmm. gets the pass and just stuff it's a that like saucy. Right. Stuff that, you know, shouldn't be that hard, but a lot of quarterbacks aren't capable of doing. Um, disguises the ball well, which something that Jimmy does that, you know, kind of goes under the radar because it's not. He's know, very good at it. Right. So. I'm in, I, I like I mean, Where would you take him? On the 49ers, like uh, I would see if I can get him in the second round. Like, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I think for the 49ers, first of all, like you, you go after Deshaun Watson, you don't get him. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. play. After that. You go to Matt Stafford, you probably do get him. And then you try and figure out. We'll see. Out. The, Colts, the Colts are apparently hot on the tail. Right. And the Colts are, are slightly more desperate. No doubt. Now, they don't have as good of a draft pick. Uh, and the 49ers shouldn't hold anything back. But alas, uh, there, there, will be, there will be run. There will be. <laughs> it will get interesting. Um, I'm with you on that. You, you take the... The one that you know. I mean, Mac Jones is, I don't think, ever going to be Mac, Matthew Stafford. Full stop. Right. So you go get Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I don't give a shit about a first-round pick. Who gives a shit about the number 12 overall pick? Get Matt Stafford. Um, now, people but, who aren't and watching. Another, and another thing with Jones, it's like, even if you don't like think he's going to be the guy, like using a, a second-round pick on a guy who, I, I don't want to say not going to be the guy, but day one. No. Like, Securing a backup quarterback for the long term who you could project and, and potentially be the starter is pretty valuable. Like the, the 49ers backup quarterback situation has reared its head every single year that Kyle Shanahan has been 
head coach. Getting a guy a that you're really excited about as your backup for really cheap on a rookie deal, that's awesome. really worthwhile. And he and he just fits that mold so much. He's just built for a Kyle Shanahan offense. We have talked a lot on this show, every other realm of life, about the need to get more mobile at quarterback. And I, I still firmly believe that that's the case. Uh, but maybe we need to <laughs> walk before we start running a little bit when it comes to Kyle Shanahan. Like he, he, he doesn't want to have that running quarterback. He wants to have a guy in the pocket, delivers the ball where it needs to go. And that guy is supposed to have wide open windows to throw it into. And um, maybe the game has changed, but Kyle Shanahan's not going to be an early adapter, right? Because he was a guy who changed the game maybe a little bit before this evolution came about. Um, it looks like the Niners are going to have pick 43. That should be Mac Jones. Now, there's a lot of other good options. Don't get me wrong. Uh, if they want to go with you know a center or something like that, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be angry at them. But I, I would very much earmark Mac Jones because he can provide you value in the present, value in the future, and I think that there's just a baseline level of competency that you're going to be extremely hard. You're not going to be able to find in other places, and if you are going to be able to find it in other places. I think it's just going to be riskier and it's going to be more expensive. The Niners can't go out and buy, as you alluded to, a a competent backup quarterback. They just can't do it. They have to develop one. And I think that this guy, at the very worst, can be a great Kyle Shanahan backup quarterback. The Saints went eight and one without Drew Brees the last two years. And the 49ers can't, you know, pull their hands out of their own asses when Jimmy Garoppolo's not in there. And Jimmy Garoppolo's not even that good. He's just that much better than his backups. Um, this this just makes all the sense in the world. And Jones isn't the guy where it feels like, oh, you have to put him in there. Like you have to, you know, you have to switch it out. He's there if you need him. Uh, I think that he will get there. Uh, I don't think that he necessarily needs more seasoning. He's just not this inevitable prospect. A second round pick for competency at backup quarterback. I mean, they, they pay guys $10 million a year to be a good backup quarterback. <laughs> $10 million a year, second round pick. Right. That seems about equivalent to me. So, um, yeah, I'm all in on Mac Jones. Any other quarterback prospects that we want to talk about after we just poured our guts uh, out on that poor kid? You know, I obviously, you know, when we're doing this, we're not looking at years and years and years of tape on every single random no. guy like from Tulsa. You know, no. if with these guys, it's like you got to show me something from the start or I'm not really interested. Right. Um, and I saw a lot of stuff I wasn't interested in. Um, two guys mildly interested in, mm-hmm. um, Ian Book from Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, and our guy, I continue to forget his name, uh, from well, Minnesota. The, the since, the, oh, the Minnesota quarterback. Uh, he is, Jesus Christ, what is our deal here? Why do I keep forgetting the Minnesota quarterback? I, I like he's him. he's Desmond Ritter, and that's not who he is. No. It's well, Tanner Morgan. issue. Tanner Morgan. I'm a big fan of Ritter. Ritter's going back to Cincinnati, right. which breaks my heart. Um, Kellen Mond is another quarterback that we could mention. I'm not sure. Is he going back or not? I, I watched uh, a little bit of him. I'm not sure. I, I didn't particularly like uh, I don't the like the ball I, comes out yeah. of the hand. I hated him and, and Jamie Newman and everyone else. Like Sean Jamie Newman. Jamie New- I don't understand the allure of Jamie Newman. I'm happy Nothing to be about him is enticing. mistaken. Um, I, I mean, I watched it a little bit. He, he He's not like... I, I, uh, 
I don't want to shit good. all over the kid. <laughs> I don't want to shit all over the kid, man. I mean, uh, what did you watch any Brock Purdy? Uh, I did a little bit. Wait, is he? Wait, wait, what school? Iowa State. I like Iowa State. Let me let me give myself a refresher here. You you can talk him up. Okay, so uh, Brock Purdy, not uh, not you know, he's kind of that Nick Mullen school. Did he do that too? Well, I wasted all my time. Um, okay, what else do we got? Felipe Franks at Arkansas. No, uh, he's got a big arm. Uh, he doesn't know what he's looking at. Full stop. Yeah, Brock uh, Sam- Purdy's going back to school. That's why I didn't look at him. Good, good job, Brock Purdy. Uh, bad job, Dieter. Uh, Sam Ellinger, quarterback at Texas. I kind of like Ellinger a little bit. I didn't now. mind him. Uh, I didn't mind him. He had a little bit of touch on the ball. Um, it's like I want something that stands out. Ellinger had had a little bit of touch. Book has some athleticism uh, and some arm strength, yeah. uh, a lot of diciness, obviously. Um, and our guy Tanner <laughs> Tanner Morgan had some wild throws where I'd like him, like as a as a undrafted free right. agent, like I'd yes. definitely bring him into camp. Yeah, I, I think Tanner Morgan's highs are as interesting as anybody else's highs. Totally. And the lows are god awful. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, have you played football, my good young friend? You um, reminded me a little bit of uh, what's that guy for Washington that came in um, at the end of the year? Playoffs? For, for uh, oh, um, uh, uh, Heineke. Yes. A little bit of I that. Can see that. A little bit of gamer. I can see that. Yeah. And you know what? Good for him. Heineke just made a bunch of money, uh, which he'll probably give to the Trump reelection fund. So it's. Uh, it's not a good class. I, I want to no, be blunt about this. A lot of people have talked about how interesting and cool this class is. Um, I've watched some more Fields tape in the last week. Why? I don't know. Uh, clearly, I need other hobbies. I'm super out. I'm out. I'm out on Fields. Now, if he's there at 12, I don't know if I'm that out. But I, I actually wouldn't be shocked if he fell to 12. There's a lot of... I don't know if if anyone's going to feel confident enough that they can unwire some of the things that are in Fields' mind as it comes to double clutching and pumping and just overanalyzing what's happening. Yeah, the lack of feel is really jarring. And same concern with Wilson in the opposite direction. It all feel no <laughs> no vision. Right. And I don't know how that translates. Um, I think for both of those things, Kyle Shanahan's not going to be too interested. If anything, he'd go with Fields because he can work with Smart and try to simplify it for him. I think that that would be better. Uh, as we've seen in the past, Kyle isn't too interested in trying to, you know, uh, tutor a remedial student, if you will. That, that's a really harsh way of putting it. But Kyle's not interested in tutoring. Kyle's interested in nurturing and fostering and all, all right. that stuff. He doesn't want to bring along the kid and, so that they get a better grade. He wants the the gifted kid and give him special lessons on the side. Um, and he really does value brain power. Ultimately, yeah, I, I don't know where Mac Jones falls on that scale. I do know I can speak to Ian Book, really bright kid. And he's got some gamerism for sure. There's no doubt about that. He's a feisty little shit on the field. Um, he's not actually little. He, he's a pretty. He actually is, pretty, He actually is little. He's listed at six feet, which doesn't seem he, right. No, he looks. He looks easy six four. Right, he looks super tall. I don't. Maybe he's listed wrong in here. Like he looks tall. I I, I would not mind him with a speculative day three pick. Um, right on the base. That's what I'm if, saying. If, like I'm talking about, yeah. like round like six or seven. Like 
you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no not, reason I'm, not to. None what, of these, none what of these guys are really exciting. Um, book, no, no, uh, book, book, book is interesting. Morgan, I think, is interesting, and maybe that's just me anchoring onto an old thought. Um, there's something to Purdy that I don't necessarily think I can shake, so I think he will. Oh, but he did. He's going back to school. <laughs> friggin' moron. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Ellinger gets drafted, but he's definitely like a quality backup possibility um, down the line. A guy who can come in and like steal you a game if your dude gets concussed. Uh, that's pretty much the Sam Ellinger life uh, that he'll have, especially with his mobility. I think that there will be teams that will just value you know, that because it's easier to put in a guy who at least can run for a first down as a backup. If he's not going to get any practice time and you know practice time is going to continue to be diminished and diminished and diminished um, in the years to come in the NFL, even with the CBA locked in. Um, you just need an athlete back there. And I think he's a pretty good athlete and he can, he can spin it a little bit, but again, uh, Jones stands out to me in, in a, in a big way. Uh, we're both out on Trask. I, I, unless he's in the fifth round, I mean, where, where, how, how high would you feel comfortable? Cause I can see Kyle being Trask, interested. Trask, in some I, I would, I'd spend like a, like a fourth rounder okay. on, um, but not where the 49ers are, to be honest. Um, You're actually, late, actually, late no, no, I, I, I'd spend a middle fourth on him. Um, but what, that, what number pick assuming, is that? You're talking like 150? Yeah, that's assuming like you haven't really addressed the quarterback situation at all. Um, 100%. That, that's if you don't have Stafford. That's and somebody's going to pick him up in round, round three earlier, round two. Someone's going to draft him round two. So it's going to be <sighs> snoopy. I don't know. Um, I mean, this is a bad quarterback draft and teams are desperate. Someone's reaching. I feel like the desperation is entirely tied to the top. I feel like even with the valuation of the quarterback position, basically people talk themselves into three or four guys and everybody else is just kind of scraps. I mean, what is a second round quarterback? And I feel like Jones, this is what makes him such an interesting player for me. There's There's a valuation quandary in play and i think it's actually kind of like intrinsically fun um because i'm not sure if there's many guys like that he's a guy who doesn't have sort of those projectable skills that are hot right now and i think will remain hot um he's he's limited in a lot of ways physically but tom brady's 43 friggin' years old, man. <laughs> like he, he can right. still do it. Now that's ridiculous, but you know, it, it, you want Josh Allen, you want a little bit of Patrick Mahomes, who by the way doesn't run that much. He just is really escapable. Um, you know, you're looking for uh, you know, a, a Lamar who can actually throw the ball downfield because if you have that, it's game over. You want that because that's new. You want a Kyler. But there's something to be said for a pocket quarterback who by the way, a pocket quarterback who can handle two 300-pound guys coming in right to his face. And that's what I saw time and time again when watching Jones. Like, this dude really handles pressure well. It wasn't frequent, right? It wasn't this obvious thing where, you know, oh, my God, he's playing behind some crap offensive line. Uh, God help us all. It, it, It wasn't like that. But when he did get pressure, he handled it exceptionally well. He continued to read the field. He didn't just get the ball out of his hands and do stuff. I mean, he would still read the safety, still push him to the boundary, all that stuff. And it was just like, man, this guy has some this guy has some stones on him. And for a second round quarterback, I just think I, I think I think if this was three years ago, he'd be going one one 
<laughs> I really right. do. I really do. And because he's just not the hot thing. And, uh, you know, they, everyone sees these trend lines going. You know who I don't think sees those trend lines going that way? If there's one person in the friggin' NFL, Kyle Shanahan. And I, I think that this could be an absolute coup. So I need to ask you a question uh, that is completely unrelated to this. Yes. What do you think? Kyle goes for it on fourth down there, right? He, I mean, are you talking about no like I'm talking about Packers, the Matt Lafleur scenario, Matt Lafleur decision? There's no way, Kyle, like I know a lot of people like to make fun of Kyle, but I can't imagine him kicking the field goal. Although maybe he does. Like, what, what's your take? I'll say this: I can tell you that Kyle would have his mind made up before fourth down started. Right. Right. I I, I can say that Kyle would have his shit together enough to where he would say. This is it. He's We're kicking a field goal. Jimmy call that. He's not going to let Jimmy call that play. <laughs> right. Like, it, no, just like Jimmy, we have two plays here. Throw it away if you don't see it. Or Jimmy, you know, make a play here because it's a field goal otherwise. Right. Like there, you, you make that clear to him so that right. he then knows the parameters because the issue at hand where you can you can find logic in kicking the field goal. I think it's pretty stupid, but whatever. Um they did have their timeouts. They did have the two minute warning. They had been fucking Brady up for all intents and purposes. Like I, I can see the logic in taking the points and hoping that you can get a three and out with that defense. I think that's bold, but I've been bearish on that defense all year. Um, I can see it, but the issue at hand is that Rogers wasn't aware that they were going to kick a field goal on fourth down. And I don't, I honestly don't think that LaFleur was, I think LaFleur choked and just said, oh, I'll take the points. Because he didn't have a pl- he didn't have it ready. Kyle would have had it ready, and right, either a play or the field goal. And I think that that saves a lot of problems. I just don't think Kyle chokes in that situation. I think Kyle's issue isn't that he doesn't see things clearly in clutch situations. It's that he over, it's that he gets cute in clutch situations, and he tries to outsmart the the room. Um, this is the Kyle Shanahan problem at all times he is smarter than 99% of these folks but sometimes you know you got to dumb it down because the players can't handle the uh the heightened emotions of those moments and they're not going to remember you know that 14 play you know the 14 word play call that you just threw at him uh as easily uh but I think he would have been better organized and I think yeah I think that was LaFleur's air and and listen the, the other thing I mean on, is that something that, you could even recover from I guess it is because they're going to keep him, but sure. Like, listen, would anyone going into that game, you and I are both in agreement that Kansas City is going to roll over the Bucks. roll. It's going to be laughable. I know a lot of people are like Super Bowl for the ages. And I go a Super Bowl that we're going to be able to turn off by the third quarter. Um, congratulations. The weekend, you're the last thing everyone's going to see because it's going to be such a bloodbath. But nobody in their right mind. And I don't think you and I are very high on the floor. I mean, what you 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 you're very low on him, all things considered. Uh, you think he's kind of a fuckboy, if I remember I mean, correctly. Listen, like he's clearly a smart guy, but like no doubt, I, I don't think they. Re- I I really don't think they respect him. Rogers clearly didn't respect him last year, and, that, um, and that's and that's it a seems big like thing, that right? changed a little bit. But like whatever goodwill he built up, you just completely lost it. Like you can't you can't go into that. Like I, I it's really just a stunning. To not, this is, to not make it clear to your quarterback that it's one that this is what you have one shot here. Because Aaron would have run it in or tried to run it in had he known that there wasn't a fourth down. Right. Full, full stop. Full stop. 
because everyone's wondering, why didn't he run it in? And then you kick a field goal and it's just like that. Nope. One of those two things has to be false. That's right. Because Um, and the thing about running it, it's like if you don't get it, then it's actually it's almost it's not tougher. Well, it is almost tougher because you're going to pass. It's tougher to kick the field goal because then you don't have as much time either uh, because your clock's running down. Then you have to take one of your timeouts so you force them into it a little bit. That would have been the ultimate Aaron Rodgers passive aggressive play, by the way. Right. (laughs) Still, I think it's surprising he didn't run for it, but. Yes, but again, he thought he had fourth down, and that's on Aaron too, by the way. Um, and uh, two things on that: one, Aaron clearly still doesn't respect him. He audibles all the time, and anyone. This is not a testament to Kyle, but Kyle doesn't like it when you're audibling because his play call is better than your play call. And I spent a lot of time on this, and you're a moron. I mean, that's kind of the general right. <laughs> consensus of that. Um, Aaron Rodgers also uh, believes that and uh, accepts it's his head coach, who is not a moron, uh, full stop. This is also, I think, a big issue, and I think teams are going to have to look at it. Maybe there's been some correction in the marketplace accidentally or consciously. I, I can't speak to it um, as to why uh, you don't necessarily want your head coach also being your offensive play caller. And it's because the offensive play caller has to be clear minded has to be thinking about the next play, has to be worried about the contingencies. Let the head coach sort of declare, you know, handle the clock management. It's really hard to call good plays and manage the clock at the same time. Nobody does it better than Andy Reid, but Eric Bieniemy handles all of the red zone stuff and puts in those game plans and calls a lot of the plays. Now it goes through Andy, but Eric Bieniemy is right there next to him. He has the same goddamn clipboard. And he's calling a lot of the same plays. And so Andy, whose clock management blew for decades, and it was a big reason why the Eagles never won a Super Bowl under him. Uh, it is, is wild. Now- it is wild. Like he had that thing looming over his head and then he turned the corner and now it's like you cannot stop them. No. Well, it's isn't it funny? Uh, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers were a laughable franchise and then they got LeBron James. Kind of funny how that works when you get Patrick Mahomes, too. I mean, they're a basketball team. They just they just they dicked around for like 18 straight weeks. And then they're like, oh, let's go fucking destroy the Bills. <laughs> let's go let's go play one hard game. God, I mean, how, about, the Warriors. how about Sean McDermott? Just like hey, hey man, anytime you can kick field goals, <laughs> you, you gotta to beat Patrick oh Mahomes, you gotta do God. it. But here but like, you know what? Look at that though. Um the Bills didn't look ready at all. Like it just showed up in, in so many small things over like the course Josh of that Allen game. Josh Allen taking three sacks for a combined like negative seventy five yards. That's Josh Allen. If you watch Josh Allen, you know you're getting the full experience. Right. And, um, usually and Mahomes you, did like that shit earlier those. in his career, right. too, right? Uh, uh, it, it's it, Yeah. You If you get all in Josh Allen, you're like, dear God, it is blinding. Uh, if you get, you know, hey, Josh Allen is feeling some pressure here a little bit, you get some bad stuff. You, they're just lucky that he didn't throw the glaring, egregious interceptions that we've seen before. You tried him. to. <laughs> right oh, boy, did he. Oh, boy, did he. But – um. They, you know, they had shit like, you know, twelve men on the field, uh, not getting in yeah, play they, calls. Yeah, that was one <laughs> thing from the start where it was like they had some jitters, and the Chiefs. It was were just like, evident. All right, I guess this is over now, right? We can just I, coast on no, home. Or there's no better way to describe it than the Chiefs walk into every dick measuring contest contest with an 18 inch long. Travis Kelsey just like running around and just like, I still, Oh, no one's around me for five yards. Cool. Yeah. I'll catch 15 of those every yeah. game. It's it's um, they are spectacular. They're the best. I made a lot of money betting against the chiefs in the spread this regular season. 
I did. Uh, they didn't cover for nine straight weeks. <laughs> I mean, they didn't cover for nine straight weeks. They didn't cover uh, in their first playoff game against the Browns, who gave them a really good game uh, and were 10-point underdogs, but gave them a great game. And I was going through on, on you know, analyzing what, what needed to go into it, and I spent, I spent a good four or five hours on the Tampa Bay-Green Bay game. And everything that I said would would happen did happen. I, I got Aaron Rodgers pegged at this point. Uh, I, I nailed him last year. I got him this year. Basically, Tampa Bay turned him into a true drop back quarterback. He's not a very good true drop back quarterback anymore. Full stop. You, it, they're a front running team. They have to run the ball, but they don't run the ball very effectively. So you get them out of play action. They can't do anything, and their defense is soft. That's exactly how the game went out, and uh, I, I felt good about that. Good money there. I then tried to give the same level of uh, interest and detail to the Kansas City Buffalo game. And about 30 minutes in, I said, oh, fuck, it's just who's the better quarterback. <laughs> right. What, what else was it? Right. What else was it? Kansas City, oh, they have the worst red zone defense in the NFL. What? I mean, I didn't see it. I mean, Kansas City dicking around. And it's just like they just went. It, it's Kevin Durant and the Warriors, man. Where they just flipped the switch. They just dick around and then, okay, I guess we'll do it. And they're going to flip the switch and they're going to run Tampa Bay off the fucking field. And I can give you a detailed analysis as to why, but the truth is they're, they're so much better than everybody else. <laughs> it's um, they, no one else. Like it's corny to be like, oh, the only team that can beat the Chiefs is the Chiefs, but it's like absolutely true. Like I'm not even sure they can beat themselves at this point. They're so good. Unless Tyreek Hill, it's crazy that Tyreek Hill pulls his hamstring once a game. Isn't that Man, wild? I, have you ever seen him though? That dude, that dude looks tightly wound. It's, I mean, the, the stuff he did where like guys were in front of him and he was just like, "I'm gonna go this way," and the entire team, and you're like, "Is anyone gonna tackle him?" And they're like, "We're actually trying." <laughs> like, he looks like he's playing trying. college football. He looks. Um, there was there was a great player at Mizzou when I was there, Jeremy Macklin, who was an elite punt returner. And every time Tyreek Hill has the ball, it's just like Jeremy Macklin on a punt return, which is a little bit different when you're playing wide receiver as opposed to punt returning. But that's what it feels like, man. I mean, he's just it a feels cheat like you have to double team him and Kelsey and just like put like a defensive lineman on like Michael Hartman <laughs> and just tap by the way, like a line of scrimmage. Fucking they'll get Sammy Watkins back. That crazy son of a bitch. They'll get uh, this Pringle kid is awesome. I, poorly named, but excellent football player. Uh, and and oh, it just just in case you forgot, like they don't have to, and they won't unless it's a blowout, which I think it will will be. Um, like when Buffalo just decided to go too high safety, and this was in their first matchup. It didn't matter in the last game. They just went too high safety and uh, uh, basically just dropped everybody back into zone the entire time. Kansas City ran for like two hundred yards on their ass. I mean, they they still got that now. Mitchell Schwartz coming back, if he can, would be huge in that regard. Losing Fisher is, I don't think Fisher is actually all that good, but um, certainly he's better than his backup. Uh, so they're going to have some issues there, but. Will they though? A, yeah, I know. That's, that's it. That's it. I, listen, I, I, did, I did an hour on Locker Room this morning and I, I got on this guy and he's like, I think it's going to be a great game. And I go like, yeah, but does anything matter? Does anything matter? Like my entire point now is basically football nihilism because Patrick Mahomes is trying. Like we all thought Tampa Bay kind of sucked, and I'm still not sure they don't suck. Like the um, whole NFC just kind of sucks. 
<laughs> like yes, no that that's fair. They are the champions of by far and away the worst division. Like, was there any conference. point in the year in the NFC where you're like, oh, you got to watch out for the, the Saints <laughs> and Drew Brees three yard no. arm, and you got to oh, watch you know out me. for the Packers, and which is just Aaron yeah. Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Which, by the way, yeah. um. If you yeah. predicted that Marquez Valdez Scantling would score their first touchdown, congrats to you. I don't know who that would be. I actually, uh, I know, I know plenty of people who had that bet and made good money. Certain, certainly wasn't me. Uh, yeah, no, it was not. <laughs> we, we need to get into a more uh, unregulated betting or a more regulated, I, I suppose, never, betting market. I would never do such a thing. Um, yeah, um, it's. It, by the it way, just, always, it, always bet on Marquez Valdez Scantling. At least in your soul, scoring a fifty-yard <laughs> touchdown for no discernible reason. That's the only I catch do. he can make. I do shows with daily fantasy guys, and we every single fucking week, whether they're sixteen games or two, um, would <laughs> discuss if if Marquez Valdez Scantling was a good fantasy play because he was always available to get a seventy five yard touchdown and right. nothing else. Right, right. He he will drop two passes and yes. put up nothing, or yeah, or he'll put, or in that same game he'll put up a touchdown. He is an incredibly weird player. Yeah. Well, and in a very fitting Green Bay Packer, who, um, by the way, uh, they're not trading Aaron Rodgers. Uh, anyone who thinks that they're doing that doesn't understand. I can just explain this in literally five seconds. They have to That'd eat $31 million to trade him. So that's the end of that. This is Aaron Rodgers being petty. When have we heard As that he one before? Be. As he should be. I get it. I get it. It was a dumb draft pick. Uh, Jordan Love really helped him out from <laughs> uh, the press box because I don't even think he suits up for these games. Or ever. Uh, I, Ever, ever. I mean, anytime that you can. Here's the thing. Like anytime you can draft a quarterback in the first round who's not even your backup in year one, you got to do it. You got to make that happen. Uh, Anytime you you see a quarterback, you go, I don't know if he's good. You got to take him in round one. That's the thing. I mean, if the 49ers wanted to do a full Green Bay Packer and trade up into the bottom of round one and take Mac Jones, that's fine. Because I know Mac Jones is going to have a uniform on for 16 games next year. Full right. stop. Also, even if even also if he doesn't like, play, he'll be on the team. And also, you don't have Aaron Rodgers. Totally, like hundred percent. You want to resign Nick Mullins? Like even on like somebody's going to put an offer sheet for him. And I'm not saying anything significant, but it's going to be at least three. Someone's going to think he's a good backup. It's going mean, to be at least three million. Like you're going to have who's to Minnesota's him, backup. Right. Like teams have seen him play. Like you know, Kyle has spoken very highly of him. He was also in some really horrible situations. I'm not really saying he's a good quarterback. He's not. Um, I wouldn't resign him. No, I wouldn't either. But somebody is going to swing going on to. the upside. And like, if the 49ers can't find anyone else or Kyle doesn't want to, like also any, any backup quarterback is like 3 million, like a decent it, one. It's a full stop. The 49ers can't sign him for less than what they had him for last year. Right. That's it. That's it. Uh, Mac Jones, bottom of the first round, maybe that's a little bit too expensive. But like second, if you're if you're on day two and Mac Jones is on the board, I think it'd be foolhardy not to take him because I I just saw Jalen Hurts, who I don't think is a very good quarterback, get taken in the second round and start games and win NFL games, and it's like shit. Right, I, I wasn't the super high on him, but that 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 dude can play. Like I, I don't I don't know what he's got a little something. Yeah. I don't know, you know, the the this intern that they hired from Indianapolis has to figure that out now. I like but, his uh, I like his staff of clones, just like really average looking white dudes who you've never heard of before. Uh, we got man, he we looked got, like he lived in Indianapolis. I'm not even gonna make a joke about the name because it's not as funny as what their names actually are. They're all named Zach. Right. 
it's a 42 chases on the uh, coaching staff. It's that's a mess. By the way, do you want to be the head coach of the Houston Texans? No. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. I'm just throwing I'm, that out there. I'm actually not. You know, like it's although although if they did offer me the job just money alone, I would take it. But on that's on principle, thought. uh no. <laughs> They're not trading Watson, by the way. I want to be very clear about this. Uh, I, I, you and I are in cahoots that it, you would have to give us plus odds on trading Watson just because it's so unprecedented and I don't even know where you start the conversation. Adi like, hasn't formally requested a trade yet. What? How do you even formally request it? What does that mean? Do you send a fax? Like, how yes, does, how does I, that I believe work? it has to be sent by, by Carrier Pigeon. Yeah. Um, or DeAndre Hopkins just tweets it for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, this is everyone wants the NFL to be the NBA because it's good for content. Um, by the way, it's still good for content, even though that it isn't. But like all of these people being like, well, James Harden forced his way out. It's like, do you understand the basic economics of the National Football League? Do you understand any of this shit? It, clearly, people don't. It, it's all just, you know, reality TV for Twitter. And whatever, that's fine. Just don't don't dumb me down in the process. <laughs> I don't have enough. I'm, I'm not working with enough here to to handle you know all this stupidity. It will it will come through by osmosis, and I, I I ain't working with much of a margin as is. I hope Houston never hires a head coach. That's actually their best play. <sighs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's Deshaun, their best play. Earn your contract. Deshaun, you are the coach Deshaun, now. Listen, no, we did actually hear you, but we didn't think anyone was worthy of coaching you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're the coach mm-hmm. now. You're the coach. Let's see how fun you think it is. By the way, you get to figure out what to do with Nick Casario. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Or was it Easterling? Whatever that guy, like creeper. Didn't didn't he say like let's pray together with the owner and the owner's like you know what you sold me you know I didn't like you but then you said let's pray and now yeah. I changed my mind, pal. A well run well, organization. Anytime you can get the son of uh, the ruthlessly racist donor to take over, you got to do it. I mean, you know, I know people are like, well, when someone dies, you got to pay them respect. Screw that, dude. No, what an evil, sick man. Yeah, no, he, he's like leaning into the whole shtick of like tex- evil Texas oil right. baron. Right. Like when you imagine, <laughs> like when you, it's like when you go to a, a cigar room down in Texas, it's just him, Jerry Jones, and literally the devil just but here's smoking the thing. together. Jerry Jones is fun. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry Jones is a fun sort of evil. Here's like I don't even, I'm evil, I don't but, even, I'm, but I'll let you know. know Jerry Jones, do you think I don't know? I don't no, think Jerry, Jerry Jones evil. is like no. I know he's evil because he leans into it. I don't think he's like bigoted or anything. Yeah, I think I think he is that just or he's a, been reformed. Right, no, I think he's just an like a a deeply like, capitalist like, man that has d- yeah. d- like he does not well, uh, well, discriminate against anyone. You know, calm down there, comrade. Um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think that he likes the persona of being the big boss. Right. And by the way, it, 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 that's the only thing that you can remember, the big boss. Um, and yeah, I think Cal McNair is like, I want to be the big boss too, except uh, I don't have the stones to pull it off. And so everyone's just going to take advantage of him. They're not trading Watson though, because what do you even offer? I mean, who starts the conversation on we're trading to Sean I mean, Watson? And they ain't the Texans. If it's the Jets, I'm saying I think the Jets – have wait let me let me look up um they have five first round picks in the next three years offer all of those 
I mean, at a certain point, at a certain, yeah. Like, I don't know if they want Sam Darnold, but like, or Quinn and Williams offer all of it. Yeah. Yeah, probably at the same time. It's like, why, why are you going to go all in on that? Why, why do you need to go all in when you're not the the team in despair? I just don't know. I just don't know if anything's going to work out. I just don't know if you can even have the adult conversation, right? So nebulous, like it's a Texas standoff that there ever was one. What what is his value? There is no value on it. It's just like it's five x Jared Goff. Like what what do we do? Also, that's the annoying thing. Like when I see people that are like, "This is what the Jay Cutler trade got for." Like you know, talking about Matthew Stafford, it's like or or like Jamal Adams got two first round picks. That was a bad trade. Like don't don't like use bad trades as precedent. Like yeah, teams will try and use that when they debate, but like. Teams will take what is there when they have to take the deal. What do you think Stafford costs? I think it's 12 and Garoppolo. I would say it's 12 and a compensatory third in 2022. Um, Which is worth more, Garoppolo or a compensatory pick in 2022? <laughs> um, I mean, it depends what they view. I think a guy like, uh, what's his face? Dan Arnold, the tight end of the uh, Arizona Cardinals, who is now the head coach of the yeah. Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, who, by the way, he he doesn't seem. I bet awesome, he'd like Garoppolo. But, I bet he. I uh, bet he'd want Garoppolo. I feel like their staff is kind of fucking awesome, though. Is it? Yeah. I, I have not looked at the Lions staff outside of him. I knew Campbell from back in the day when he was with the Dolphins on Joe Philbin's staff. By the way, you want to talk about a great head coach, Joe Philbin, and. Uh, <laughs> He was, I don't even remember what it, he was, some assistant, somebody. I think he was the offensive line assistant or something. Do you, oh, yeah. I think he, ah, fuck, what was he coaching? I think he was just general offensive assistant. And he was, you know, kind of the the hype up guy. He looked like a strength coach that they converted over. And, but they, I, I was thinking, I, I was thinking back on that team the other day and that coaching staff. And I kind of started going through it. And there's a couple guys that are now on the Niners oh, staff. Yeah, they, I actually like that staff. That coaching staff was pretty awesome back in the day, um, and he's gotten a lot of the same guys. And it's like, fuck, that coaching staff aged really well. They just shouldn't have had Joe Philbin in charge. And by the way, like ultimate cesspool of a culture there, if you want to talk about bad culture. Um, I don't think Dan Campbell's going to have a bad culture in Detroit. I really don't. Uh, I just don't necessarily think that yeah, he's – Yeah, if anyone has a problem, he'll take their knees off. Yeah, it was, not a, it was not a good – well, you know, that's what he was advocating, so fair game. Um by the way, does Dan Campbell know that if you get knocked down three times, the fight is over? Because he kept saying they get knocked no, down because, third time. No, because when you're down the third time, you pull out your knife uh, and you remove their calves. I don't know what his plan is, uh, but it yeah. seems to involve as much violence as is humanly possible. And I kind of respect it. Listen, uh, I don't know if he'll be able to motivate uh, and I don't know what his organizational skills are personally. Uh but that staff he's got is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> and I actually, I might be buying in on the lions with all the dudes that he's getting. So, all right, pal. Yeah. Okay. That's enough. We've <laughs> clearly gone off the deep end. Uh, we'll, we'll end it on that. Dieter is in on the lions folks. Okay, cool. <laughs> Bye.